This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. We're recording. Okay. Welcome to episode three of House of Blurds. Um, thank you for joining us again. It's your host, Nicole. And Armani. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to unpack this week. It's been a pretty long week. Um, thanks again for uh, joining us and for checking us out on Twitter and Instagram. and Now Facebook. Now we're on Facebook. So our Facebook page under the same title, House of Blurds. So you can find us there as well if you want to, you know, Keep track of what we're doing. Slide us a like. Slide us a like. Hit subscribe. Follow. Rate some things. You know, do all them things that people look for when they post stuff on social media. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's ease into it. I'm not going to jump into it because we do got a lot. First up on the itinerary this week is uh, some new game releases. So we got Hello Neighbor came out this week on the Switch and the PS4. So if you played Hello Neighbor on the Xbox One, you know how frustrating that game was because there was no clear way to get through it. And if you don't know, feel free to refer back to episode one where we gave our little spiel on it. Yeah, because we played it when it first launched for the Xbox and yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, Very frustrating. <laughs> uh, we have not revisited it since then. We should probably do that see what kind of updates and patches they've got on it now. Especially since now they've put it out on other platforms so yeah hello neighbors out um also this week in new releases um go vacation came out for the switch so nintendo is is trying to push out a bunch of stuff they're trying to get as much content as they can for the switch um yeah so go vacation is also another one that's out we are down to two weeks to madden releases if you uh, pre-ordered it at most places, a.k.a. GameStop, because where else are you pre-ordering your games at and why? Um, <laughs> so if you pre-ordered it, you can pick it up Monday. Not, yeah, two Mondays from now. Um, you should be able to pick it up if you pre-ordered it. If not, you're going to have to wait with the rest of the regulars um, till Friday. Um, so, yeah. So that's what's uh, going on in the gaming world. I started playing Jurassic Park Evolution this week. How's that going? It's a lot. Like, it's not your average tycoon game. Like, you really got to put some thought into it. I had to restart my island once. Like, I was playing it and kind of doing my own thing and I ran out of money. And they realized, okay, let me just not do that. Let me follow the path that they kind of set out for you initially, which is like your tutorial type thing. But they don't tell you it's a tutorial. So it kind of gives you like a story mode. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it, it, it's like a tutorial. But it's part of, part of your actual island. Um, so, so far, so good. I got people eating. Right off the bat, so I was I was happy with that. As long as I can, you know, watch people get eaten. But it's like, yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot to that game. Like you actually got to put in time and work. So I'm looking forward to digging into that a little bit more. So the next couple weeks or so, I should probably have more when I have time to actually sit down and play it because I worked six days straight this week and my first day off 
off a of vacation, had a vacation, then came back and had to work six days straight due to some unforeseen events. Um, so tomorrow is like my first day off. Tomorrow is my first day off. Not like my first day off. It is. So, uh, you know, sit down and spend some quality time with Jurassic Park. You play anything this week? Uh, no, I've been looking, I was gonna, I was replaying Outlast. Um, yeah, Outlast won the first one. I don't think I played Outlast at all. It's really good. It's a really good horror game. It's really, like, atmospheric. It kind of, it's something that the genre needed. Okay. What genre is that? Horror. Okay. Like, survival horror, because it's not like the type of games where you can fight back. It's kind of like you just gotta run, hide. Strategic horror. I'm all down for a good survival horror game, so I'll uh, take your your word on that. Um, we were going to do a segment um, and add it to the Comics I Copped um, weekly. We're going to be bringing that to you. Um, if you're not familiar with that hashtag, it was started by you know the great people over at Fanbros. Um, DJ Benamine started the hashtag Comics I Copped. Um, and you know, just people kind of been posting comic books that they, you know, get each week when new comic books dropped. So we went and picked up some, but we didn't get a chance to read them yet. We we're bringing this podcast to you kind of late in the evening. So we'll, we'll start that next week and have a follow-up. I just picked up the, uh, World of Wakanda, the, uh, number one, I picked up one and two. So the first one actually starts off with Amazing Spider-Man. The second one is X-Men and World of Wakanda. Um, so it looks like a pretty dope storyline. And what did you get? I don't even remember what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, when you started talking about that, I was sitting here like, oh my God. And then when I went out the room, I... <laughs> All right, well, you picked up a comic book that looked pretty dope, too. Yeah, it looks like it's some kind of zombie, uh, kind of reminded me of The Walking Dead, the cover, so. All right, so before the, this episode, we'll probably have a name for it, maybe, <laughs> if it's not still sitting in the car. Um, alright, so, next up, um, Comic-Con wrapped up over the weekend, and, uh, the biggest thing for those of us who, you know, can't afford to fly to San Francisco or San Diego and just drop everything, um, and hang out and nerd out, we just, you know, gotta look forward to what we can, and the biggest thing is the movie and TV previews. So if you go over to houseoflords.com, you can see we posted up the trailers for the movies coming out. Um, we wanted to actually talk about like the TV shows a little bit. So we're going to do that here. Um, but on our website, you can see all of the trailers if you have not had a chance to catch them. Um, at least the good trailers so far. The big, yeah. the big ones. Um, so starting off with those, we have Glass. Which I'm looking forward to. Definitely. The M. Night Shyamalan, the final movie in that trilogy. Um, we'll see if it's actually the final movie. Yeah, I'll say, is it the final movie? It's set to be the final movie, but, you know, hey, they could probably do more with it. Um, but Glass is going to bring together Unbreakable and Split and then Glass. At first, I was like, wait, they got to do one more. But I was like, no, because Unbreakable was Bruce Willis's movie. Split was James McAvoy, and Glass will actually be... Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson's movie, so I guess technically, you know, that is all three of them got their their movies. So, we'll see how this whole, you know, people with superpowers wraps up. I do like how they have people linked to each one of those characters in that preview. 
like in that trailer, mm-hmm. like they have um, the chick that James McAvoy kidnapped and split. Yeah, she's in it. Um, Glass's mom is in it, and then Bruce Willis's son is in it. Like, so they've got like people who kind of track like import people to each of them to kind of keep that emotionally tied to and involved in it. Um, yeah, James McAvoy's character though, like that. It's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out and how that gets wrapped up. So, you got Glass coming out. Um, Aquaman. I'm actually pretty excited for Aquaman. I still have yet to watch um, Justice League. You haven't watched Justice League yet? I still have not watched Justice League. <laughs> what the? I just, I don't know. It's just DC. <laughs> I, had no, I had no kind of inclination to watch it. Like... Oh, it, just, it didn't even look in- it like to me. It, it didn't look interesting. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, you you can watch Justice League this week. You just watch it this weekend. Like we watched it the other day, me and your brothers. Um, so I fell asleep in it again, um, on the couch. But, um, when I seen Justice League, I wasn't excited for Aquaman. I was like, this movie's gonna be terrible. As much as I love Jason Momoa and everything that he's done. Um, the Red Road, like, he's a phenomenal actor. Like, he does some really good stuff. So, seeing the Aquaman stuff from Justice League, I was not really looking forward to an Aquaman movie. Like, the the CGI in that movie was trash as fuck to begin with. And then the Aquaman scenes were, were, were even more trash. So, it was like, I don't want to watch a whole movie that looks like this. I really wouldn't for it. But, the Aquaman trailer looked pretty well. It looked pretty it did, promising. It looked it looked promising. It looks it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. So I'm uh I'll uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do the movies to see it or not still. But it's more of an origin movie, right? Like this takes place before Justice League. Does it though? Yeah, because it's like it's before he goes to Atlantis. Like that was Aquaman first going to Atlantis. Because oh, his sure. brother was in charge. Or his half brother wasn't that's that, that that's like what it looks like the premise of the movie's gonna be. Him trying to fight his half brother to take the throne of Atlantis. Poor superheroes and their shitty family storylines. Like, I, I want a superhero who's had, like, a, a, a healthy, healthy family. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's had a healthy family? Ain't nobody got no healthy families now. Like, damn. Um, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. That was Shazam. Next up, also from the DC Universe. I am very much looking forward to Shazam. That was one of my favorite DC really? comics. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I thought you were about to say it was your favorite trailer. I was about to say, okay. Might be getting me a little <laughs> bit, a lot of bit of uh, love, but, okay. No, out of all the DC characters, I, I really like Shazam. The okay. Billy Batson. I thought that the trailer, and I wrote this in the in the piece on the blog, it kind of, for me, seemed Diary of a Wimpy Kiddish. Like, it's, it's obviously going to be light, family-friendly, DC. And I prefer dark DC. Like, I prefer dark DC. So I don't think that this is going to tie into Justice League. I don't know if DC even plans on tying any of their shit together like Marvel's doing. Or if they're just putting out movies for the fucking sake of putting out movies. I feel like they're just putting out movies to put out, like, for the sake of movies. Because if they are, just from the trailer, if you haven't watched... Are we doing spoilers? This is a spoiler trailer? Spoiler for what? Like, the, the, like, DC... Uh, I don't know, because I'm saying, because, like, from the trailer, it seems like they changed a couple things from, like, the actual Shazam storyline, so, 
And if they did change what I believe they changed, they kind of they missed out on bringing in like a vital character to the DC universe. Who? Doctor Fate. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't read the Shazam comic, so was it darker? Or? It, it was slightly darker. There were some dark points, um, but it, yeah, it was like Doctor Fate took Billy Batson basically, and he made him into Shazam, and he ends up dying. Um, so now it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty dark. Okay. Well, yeah, this definitely looks like I said. It reminded me of Diary of a Wimpy Kid gets powers um, from the trailers, and that's I mean. Don't get me wrong, I love the Diary of Wimpy Kid movies, so that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just very clearly family-friendly, good time at the movie theaters, it looks cute. I'll watch it again, I don't think I'm going to pay $11 to go watch it. Fire stick it. Hey. <laughs> not saying that we promote the illegal burning of movies, depending on what country you're in, but come <laughs> I don't think you just yell that out like that. <laughs> but watch it however you want to watch it. <laughs> but I won't be going to my local theater, I don't think so. I'll just wait. Yeah, we'll wait till it comes out on DVD. Yeah. We're going to buy the DVD. I mean, let's not get crazy. <laughs> when that hoe hits Netflix, I'm on it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know how we do. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the next movie trailer. What are the movie trailers were there? Um, let's see, you said Glass... Remember Glass, Sam, Aquaman, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. I was going to do that one last, okay. so that's why you know I didn't definitely did not forget about that one. Um, Godzilla. Oh yeah, okay, Godzilla. So I'm not a Godzilla fan. Me either. I don't think I've ever watched any Godzilla movie in its entirety. Um, I realize there is a huge Godzilla fandom, so shout out to you people and keeping this alive for all these years. But that trailer actually good. Like I want to see this movie. Yeah, that one actually, like, intrigued me. Like, the last Godzilla movie was like, eh, do I really care about this dinosaur? Like, I don't, like, I, I just, I never understood what, what, what it was about. I never got it. I could never get into it. I watched, like, ten minutes of the old school, like, black and white, like, where it looked like they just had, like, a toy dinosaur. <laughs> Basically what it was, it was a toy on a string. <laughs> so, that's what they were rolling with. Um, obviously the effects in this are way better it's like a apocalyptic kind of thing, like the end of the world is coming, and we need Godzilla and Mothra. I mean, I, I know who the characters are, or the uh, Titans, as we're calling them now. If they were called something else in the old Japanese movies, um, the actual probably Japanese term for whatever Titans is. Um, but yeah, we're getting the Titans, so it's Godzilla and his friends are going to help save the world. So it definitely seems like it follows a storyline of we release beasts to help us, and they destroy shit, and then we have to kind of corral them back in after they've destroyed shit. Um, but, you know, we've got some some popular faces in it. As soon as I seen the tra- trailer, I was like, hey, it's 11. So, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people said that same thing, whether you like her or don't like her. Um, or if you haven't watched uh, Stranger Things, I don't know what a rock you're living under, but you are missing out if you have not watched Stranger Things at this point. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it looks pretty good. That I'll probably go see in the movie theaters. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this is definitely a must-see. We're uh, housing this cat, and it's like randomly jumping around things because it's trying to get its bearings. So, yeah, we're 
kind of looking at that because he's like roaming and doing its own thing. Okay, yeah, so back to the podcast. <laughs> okay, now Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh my god, like I was so freaking excited for this. Like, I didn't think the Fantastic Beasts series was going to be as good as it was when they said that they were going to do this. Me either. I did not think these spinoffs were going to work as well. I didn't think the, caribou- the characters were going to be as likable or like... I felt like they were going to try and milk the Harry Potter series, but they yeah. definitely did not. No. Well, they're probably milking it, but it's in a great <laughs> way. Like, milk away, milk away. Because, first off, New Scamander is out here holding it down for Hufflepuff. Like, yes, sir. Even though he got kicked out of school, he's still, you know, Hufflepuff for life. You know, Team Hufflepuff. Um... Yeah, you know, it's, it looks really good. I think Jude Law. Um, as Dumbledore. As Dumbledore. Like, I buy that. Like, I could take him as a young Dumbledore. Like, I feel like Dumbledore probably had swag as, you know. Uh, as a young professor. Young professor. And he's probably, like, in his mid-hundreds. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like, you know, that that fits. I like it. I like Jude Law as a young Dumbledore. Um, I... When it got to the end of it, and they showed... Um, Nicholas Flamel. Yes. I was like, holy shit. Like, when she used this up, I was like, yo, this is about to get real. Like, how far are, are we... about to take these? Yes. Things? Yeah. Like, like, are we really going to deep, dig, like, deep dive deep into, like... Honestly, that would be... That would be amazing if they somehow took these movies and, like, wrapped them into, like, the beginning of Harry Potter. Like, pre-Harry Potter. Yeah, like, like Hall, other, you know, the other wizard. Like, all the stuff that you heard about on the sides. Because, I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, we're getting the Fantastic Beasts. You got that. You heard about that book. Um, and now they took that whole book and they're making that into a movie series. But it's, like, all the other wizards that we heard. Like, we get a movie that, like, takes place at, like, dumb sh- drum strange. Like, will we see the other schools even more. Because that's where Grindelwald went to school at. That's where he went. And he got expelled from there. So it's like, you know, we start to see more of these other schools and can we get some spinoffs out of there? Like, you know, yeah, that would just be freaking amazing. And I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I will follow this series until I'm old and you can bury me with my elder wand. <laughs> bury me inside the wizard stove. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put that in my will. I'm going to be buried in helpful puff colors. The, uh, orange? <laughs> is it orange? It's orange it. and black? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what a Harry Potter funeral. Big <laughs> funeral. <laughs> I need you to make sure that happens. Everyone needs, Everyone to, get... needs to bring a wand so we can raise it. <laughs> yes. And then, like, y'all need to get sorted into your houses before you show up so I you mean, know to be in the proper attire. I already got my house sorting. I'm not Raven talking about you. I'm talking about the regular muggles who might not be, you know, <laughs> that entire <laughs> part. You quiz before you enter the funeral. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You can't, you can't get in until you've been properly sorted. Like, the entrance is going to be a sorting hat. So, you know where you want to sit at? Yeah, that's so damn uh, morbid. But I'm dead ass serious at this point now, so I'm probably going to update my will to make that happen. <laughs> um, so, definitely we'll be seeing that when it comes out. And it comes out in November. And that's a this year movie. Um, 
so yeah, we know what we'll be doing in November. Um, I don't know if there's a Christmas movie yet. Like, what are we going to go see on Christmas Day at the movie theaters? I don't know. I don't think anything's been announced yet. I would think that they would have done Winnie the Pooh as a Christmas movie. Oh my god. Okay, so we're going to go see Winnie the Pooh on your birthday. (laughs) Your birthday is next week. Uh, Pooh comes out next week. Or Christopher Robin comes out next week. So, uh, oh my god, I can't wait. Like, it looks so good. Um, yeah, it looks really, it looks really good. It looks really well done. So, I'm here for the Wayne the Pooh movie. So, we shall be seeing that faux show. Um, okay. So, that was about it for the movies at a Comic-Con. Um, TV shows. So, Doctor Who, we're not Whovians. Um, but shout out to those who are. Because this season on Doctor Who, you get your first female Doctor, which mm-hmm. is historic and a big deal. You know, the show's been on since 1963. We finally get a female Doctor. So, I definitely understand the the magnitude and the importance of this. Um, so, I'm guessing, what, two, three seasons from now, we should get a black Doctor? Yeah. No, I mean, still, still too early for that. <laughs> still too soon. Go. Still too soon. Gotta We're another. still pushing it. We gotta take what we can get. With another like thirty seasons. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I watched the trailer for it, and to me, it reminds me of that show Sliders. This was like before you were born. No, I seen Sliders. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. you showed me Sliders like when a while back. A while back. Okay. So it kind of reminded me of that, and I'm pretty sure Sliders probably stole its setup from Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that kind of early '90s look and feel, and USA, you know, budgeting and show type thing. Yeah. Um, not actually my cup of tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be on BBC America, and uh, that new season's gonna be starting up. So there's that. Um, what I am okay. Actually, before we get to what I'm really looking forward to, um. We'll talk about the fact that The Purge is doing a television series. So, um, I love The Purge movies. I love all The Purge movies. They've gotten progressively better. Honestly. Surprisingly. Um, I thought this series was going to fall off, but each one has gotten better. Um, Yeah, I feel like I would even go to say, like, the first one would would be the worst one. Yeah, if if you had to say one was bad. Yeah. But, I mean... Truthfully, they've all been good movies. And you know what's interesting enough with this? Each one has more... Each movie has centered more around the people of color. And each, you know, each... Continuation. Yeah, each continuation. And they've gotten better. So maybe someone understands the secret sauce. Um, But this TV series is going to be interesting. Because I don't think I ever thought to myself, Hey, I want to see a Purge TV series. Like... You think that sometimes watching movies, but I don't think I ever thought that with The Purge. No. It's just like, it, it just depends on the format of how they do it. Like, how they split this up. Because I was reading that some of it's going to be pre-Purge night. Like, it's going to get you invested in, like, the people's lives. And then, because it's, it's a ten-part TV event or whatever. So I'm guessing about, like, uh, episode five, maybe, we'll get into the actual Purge. I think that's how they might split it up. So it's gonna be ten. It's gonna be a ten episode season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode one through five is investing in the people. Five through 
nine is the purge. <laughs> We're going to drag out one night over like four Sorry. episodes. And then the last two episodes will be that awkward day after shit. Like when you got to go to work the next day and the guy who you tried to kill is there. <laughs> like that's what everyone really wants. Everybody really wants to see the day after the purge. Like the cleanup, the, <laughs> the awkward encounters. Yeah. That's- I, I wish the purge had like end credits doing that each one. <laughs> to show you like where they where are they now purge style <laughs> yeah like in that first one when they had that whole like their whole neighborhood tried to kill them and they all just sat them down at that table and then they waited till it was over and they're like all right you can leave like what did those people do after they all went back to mm, together yeah see uh yeah i'd have to fuck people up the day after like <laughs> i'm sorry like this not might not be legal no more bro but you getting it like yeah that that would not be easy um, so, yeah, we're getting a Purge TV series, and it's going to be on USA, is that correct? Yes, USA. Alright, so, we'll definitely be checking that out. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, you know, give it a shot and see what happens. Um, this is one of those shows that, it's like, you don't, you like the premise of it, but I don't see a season two, necessarily. Like, okay, and I guess, when I watch TV series, like, new series start, I kind of think to myself, okay, What's season two going to like? How are we going to build off of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, multiple seasons of The Purge, like the same night. I don't I don't know about that. But. Well, they're marketing it as like a 10, 10 episode event. So I don't think there's going to be a second season. I think they're just going to do like, you know, give us a little taste of what we wanted. All right. Well, we'll see how that rolls when the, when the Purge drops on USA. Um, the Walking Dead is the the big one. That's the only one I missed. That is the only trailer I missed. You didn't watch the Walking I didn't Dead trailer? Watch the Walking Dead one. Hold up. <laughs> we might have to pause this. <laughs> okay, so in this season of The Walking Dead, um, it is a time jump. Okay. So first off, we have a new showrunner. Her name is Karen Kang. So Scott Gimple is not going to be showrunning this season. Of the uh, The Walking Dead, he's doing other stuff in the franchise. Like he's taking over, you know, overseeing other stuff between this and Fear the Walking Dead, and I guess other stuff they got going on. So, um, new showrunner, she's female, Asian. She's been with the show since like the beginning, so she's been around The Walking Dead. So it's not like some random person they just like brought in who doesn't know shit about the series. Um, so she's been around this for a while, and it's gonna be nice to get a new take on it. I think that will be. That would be nice to see. Um, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna. I think it's gonna feel like a whole new series, which is kind of what they need to do at this point. Like we need a true revamp and refreshing of The Walking Dead. Um, so we get a time jump. Maggie gives birth. Maggie has a baby. Um, I heard they're bringing Shane back. Okay, so I heard Shane's coming back. I heard that. Um, What's his face? The ginger. Ginger. It's coming back. Sasha's man. Oh. Um, so Eli. What's his name? I feel like these are always going to come back in flashbacks when we kill Rick. Oh. Because okay. we Rick's leaving. So this is Andrew Lincoln's final season. They confirmed that at Comic Con. Um. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they confirmed Andrew Lincoln confirmed what's been going around that he is in fact leaving um we kind of figured that so 
But we don't know if he's going to die. Like, that's the one thing they haven't said is whether or not Rick's going to die. So, that might still be up in the air as far as how Andy Lincoln is leaving the show. Um, but yeah, he's he's out of here. So, I feel like the Shane stuff is going to come in a um, flashback. I don't think Shane's actually... Because he killed Shane. He put a bullet in his head. Like Yeah, that was, wasn't that like the first taste when we saw that like you could kill somebody, come back as a zombie? Yeah. So, I don't think we get like real Shane. Um, plus, he's doing the Punisher anyway, so I don't think he's really coming back for this. I mean, well, not take that back. Money is money, so <laughs> who knows? Um, but I think it'll be nice to see a fresh take. In the preview, they showed a bunch of like new people, so I think they're giving us that Grey's Anatomy setup. Like you know how every couple seasons on Grey's Anatomy, they give us a whole bunch of new interns mm-hmm. to care about, and then they like get rid of half of them. <laughs> like it's kind of like a weeding out series, like weeding out period. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's what they're doing with this season with The Walking Dead. So you got a bunch of new faces, um, new characters. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're going to get way more Daryl. Is Michonne still on there? Yeah, Michonne's still around. But my question is, once Rick leaves, what the fuck is Michonne going to do? Like, She done lost Carl. She going to lose Rick. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Deny leaving too and we just don't know it yet. Like y'all, they're they gonna hang on to that nigga because they know once Deny leave like a good chunk of their viewership leaving too because I'm going with Deny gone. Like just real talk. <laughs> once Michonne leaves The Walking Dead, it's a wrap for me too. <laughs> like I'm going when Michonne leaves. So yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. That'll be the end for me so um, but I think this is this will be a good it'll be a good season. I mean I definitely think it's gonna be a fresh take on the season. You got Negan and he's talking to Negan, so I think we'll see some of the um Aftermath. Aftermath like what Carl was seeing, like those visions that Rick was having of this future where he's sitting there talking to his daughter and you know, everyone's living on happy and stuff like that. Um we're going to get to that point, but it's really going to focus on how do you form a civilization after shit happens. So, like, how the Founding Fathers founded America. Like, the stuff that they had to go through and the stuff that they do. Now we're going to see these guys with, like, three different areas or communities, essentially, and how we're going to form a, you know, how do we form rules and laws and who enforces them. So, so that's what this season's really going to be. Um, so I think I think uh, we're, we're due. We're due for a good reboot of Grace and a fresh, I mean, not Grace, goodness gracious, um, The Walking Dead. So, we're due for a good reboot of Grey's Anatomy, too. But, <laughs> a whole nother episode. Um, so, The Walking Dead. It's coming back. I started watching Fear of the Walking Dead. Because I started when it first started. But then I stopped. And I didn't watch, I didn't finish season one. So, now I'm on season two. Yeah, so I'm kind of watching that because it's reading what people like people's reviews and what people have said and stuff like that. It seemed like it definitely got better. So that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Well, then I'm definitely have to check it out while you watch it. Yeah, it's okay. I've been watching it and falling asleep. So before <laughs> I started late at night, it's like the last show of the night. <laughs> so I get a little into it and then and it's a wrap. Um. Alright, so The Walking Dead. Speaking of The Walking Dead, Chris Hardwick got his job back at AMC. 
So he's going back to hosting The Talking Dead, even though I don't even feel like he was really off because the show's been off anyway. So it's not like, I mean, I feel like the only thing he really missed out on was the Comic-Con panel, which Vet Nicole Brown did a great job of hosting Mm -hmm. um, and moderating, should I say. So, yeah. Chris Hardwick is back. Um, I don't know what kind of investigation AMC could do into... A relationship. Yeah, someone saying that they were abused during a relationship. But, um, I guess, you know, that... (laughs) That takes us into... Actually, no, we're not going to jump into that yet. Because that's that's a meaty part of this. I I feel like should be a meaty part of this this, this, this episode. Um... And we'll get to that. So before we get to that part, the other like little tidbits we had. Um, so who's the dude who created the Millie Rock? I don't know who created the Millie Rock. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> it's something with Millie in it. <laughs> Is, are you sure about that? I'm yeah. fact checking right now. <laughs> you fact check that. I'm pretty sure he's got Millie in his name. So anyway, it wasn't Meek Mill. So I no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when Meek Mill. Um, so created the Millie Rock. Anyway, the, 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 the dance is in Fortnite. So two Millie. His name is Two Millie. Two Millie did the Millie Rock. Okay, so this game is in Fortnite, and fucking Fortnite is taking over the world. <sighs> okay, so it's no secret I work for GameStop. We've it's it's been said. We've been talking about it. Um. You follow me on any social media, you know this. Um, we at some point may have to change our model <laughs> because literally people are just coming in and they're trading in their freaking video games to buy V Bucks. I have kids come in all day long, bags of coins, rolled coins, and unrolled coins. Which you know, please, if you're gonna bring in a bag of nickels, roll it up first. Be kind to your you know, a local cashier. <laughs> Roll up your bag of nickels. Um, so, yeah, parents, get your kids <laughs> coin papers like so they can roll up their change. Because rolling up in GameStop with fifteen dollars and nickels and nickels and dimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I mean, cash is cash. I'm gonna take it. Like. I'll take a bag of pennies. That's what I got a counting machine for at the end of the day. But I mean, at least, like, your game stops pretty close to Walmart. Just run to the little, little uh, the coin star. Little, yeah, little coin yeah, star. Yeah, kids ain't running over there. <laughs> um, that thing has a fee anyway. That's going to take off some of their V-Bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, yeah, like, kids is out here. It's like crack. Like, they come and let me get them V-Bucks. Like, trying to get they fix. And it's it's crazy. Like, I've, I've had people come in and trade in. A ton of games, like a lot of games, and just change it out for V Bucks, like or for currency or PlayStation currency. My store's in an area where it's you know mostly PlayStation, so you know that's that's what they're getting is just PlayStation currency, and just like not a problem. Um, but yeah, we should just put like a vending machine in the corner that does nothing but sells currency. <laughs> like that, I feel like it's gonna be the future. Like the more and more automated retail gets. I won't be. I would not be surprised if at some point GameStop has a machine in the corner that just sells cards. You come in, put your cash in it, and it spits out you know V bucks. Um, so, uh, 
Anyway, so Fortnite put the put the Millie Rock in the game as an emote that you can buy. So and that's the crazy thing too, because really, when you use those V Bucks, that's all you're buying. You're buying emotes and skins. That's it. You nothing to help. Battle packs. What's in a battle pack? That's it. It's just emotes and skins. Oh, it's not like weapons. No, no weapons. See, no. That's okay. That's crazy. That makes that shit even crazier because I thought people were buying like weapons or like gear. No, it's like it's like you can stuff that you wear, but it has no up impact on your gameplay. Oh fuck that shit! Yeah, man, people are cr- y'all are uh, save the world. Get your kids off Fortnite. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, man, I, I I'm not playing it. I don't think I have the dexterity anymore in my thumbs for games like that necessarily. So. It's not my cup of tea, but shout out to them because they're they're taking over. They they are because now everything feels the need to put a battle royale in it, and that's all people are looking for. So, I mean, I don't knock it. I mean, it's cool. I like a good battle royale, but I still like a good quality video game. Like, I feel like it. Maybe we're just in a time period. Maybe it'll pass at some point, and then we'll get back to having meteor games um and not just everything going full battle royale um and that being the bulk of what you're getting now because yeah. i mean i mean fortnite has a story mode just nobody plays story no one plays it. <laughs> <laughs> there's an actual game i think it's because battle royale is free i think it's actually played and buy or like pay to play the save the world version yeah you do so um, but anyway, so the point of this, you're going to write it back. We're not having a Fortnite conversation. The conversation <laughs> was the fact that this young man created this dance that got popular all over YouTube and social media and Vine when Vine was still a thing. Now it's in a video game and these, this corporation is making money off of it. So, you know, should he get paid? Definitely. That's like, yeah, I mean... That's that's your dance. You you created that. Like before before you, no one was doing it. So why not? Yeah, I definitely think he has a case. I hope he gets a good lawyer. I hope he takes it to him. And he he's gonna need somebody's help because I'm pretty sure he doesn't have the money to fight off a, a corporation in court. So he's gonna have to ha- somebody gonna have to help him out. So hopefully somebody does and puts up some money to help with that, um, or a good lawyer takes it on. Um, and maybe does it pro bono because they know they'll get some money out in the back end mm-hmm. of it. But I definitely think he has a case, and I hope he takes it there, and I hope he wins and gets some money off that. Because yeah, that's just making a lot of money for sure. So get paid, black man, get paid. <laughs> Your money, black man. <laughs> <laughs> also in music related news this week oh man everyone's favorite puppet Takashi 69 was allegedly kidnapped and like beat up and robbed this week have you did you see did you hear about that I did see that he shouldn't have been talking about Chief Keith <laughs> really? he did not listen to the beginning of that song <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> talking about Chief Keith ain't about that. Chief Keith ain't about this. Like, uh, he didn't listen. I just, man, it's just crazy. Like, I don't wish harm on nobody. I don't know this kid. I've honestly never listened to a sing. I have not listened to a single fucking Takashi Six Nine song. I heard a snippet 
that was played on the Breakfast Club of that one with him and um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, and that was enough for me. I'm good. I don't even want to listen to a full Takashi song. I. You about to tell me there's a good one out there? No, I, I can't know. even do that because I can't. Uh. Yeah, I'm, see. no, I'm gonna say is that it's a shame when you have a problematic person with so much potential. Because honestly, the voice he has when he's like actually rapping, like though some of his songs are repetitive, he he's got he's got the good rapping voice. But he's he looks like a, a fucking clown, and I mean. I, I'm getting old, <laughs> but he, yeah, he just, he just, it's the representation. I mean, at some point, that too, yeah. representation and how you, and, and presentation still has to matter. Like, you can't, I, it, it's sad that we're in a state now where, like, these kids think that walking around, I mean, I, I my hair is blue, so I'm all for dyeing your hair. Like, I'm not going to knock that. But... Young people, do not get tattoos on your face. You will not be able to get a real job. Like, if you think that that's what you got to do to be a rapper nowadays, if you're trying to be a rapper, do your thing. Don't never knock nobody hustle. Follow your dreams. SoundCloud is really, you know, people coming up in SoundCloud. Like, for real. Like, do your thing. Pursue your your dreams. Create content. Put it out there. But, (laughs) comma, do not put tattoos on your face. At some point, you're going to need a job to support your, while you're trying to chase your dream, while you dream chasing, while you're trying to make it happen, you're going to need to get a 9 to 5 or a, you know, 3 to 9.30. So, <laughs> you putting tattoos on your face is not going to help. So, I get people to come to my store and, first off, if you're going to apply at a retail place where you got to deal with customers... Like, um, you're not hireable if you've got tattoos all over your face. Like, I mean, I was in the army, so, you know, I still follow the old adage. Like, I'm all for tattoos, believe me. I, I, I got tattoos. Um, but, you know, you need to be able to cover them up with clothing that you're going to wear. Because not everybody is... Okay with it. Yeah, not everybody's okay with it. Not everybody's, you know, cool with it. And it's... I've seen, like, really good, talented people who are super charismatic and can sell their asses off and great customer service, but depending on where you're at, not even depending on where you're at, you're like, an older person walks into that store and wants to get help, and all they see coming at them is this kid with all these tattoos on him. They don't even want to talk to you. They're not going to give you a chance, like, but you could probably, you could solve all their needs and get them everything they need, but they ain't even trying to talk to you because, like, the, the way you're coming at them, they're not comfortable and they don't, it's, it's, you have to work harder for that. So it's like, yeah, don't do that until you, like, establish yourself. Yeah. Then once you're established, once you're secure, you're taking care of your bills, your family, you got your mama house, then tattoo your face up all you want to. Or unless you're 9 to 5 or 3 to 9 30 is working in a tattoo parlor. Then go for it. But or you want to work at Spencer's for the rest of your life. They're completely fine with face tattoos. Spencer's will hire you with the face tattoo. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of tattoos. They said would they would they do not care. Yeah. Well. Or you can work at Spencer's. There you <laughs> go. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his his presentation is off putting to be honest. And then he's also a pedophile. That's he, another thing. He is. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. 
okay, so... Okay. You know, I don't even know if we want to touch on this. I mean, this kind of goes into to the next conversation, so we, we, this is a good setup for where we you know we're going to go next anyway, so... I mean, what, what kind of case, what kind of situation was it? It was... He was... He says that he was 17. The court case says he was 18. Um... And there was a video of him and some 14-year-old girl. And they all had... It was, like, him and a bunch of other dudes and her at a party. Oh. Um, and he said... He tried to say in his interviews that he didn't know how old she was or that she said something. But in the court cases, he clearly was like, yeah, nah. I knew she was I knew she was 14. Like, I, it, he just didn't care. Oh, man. That is just such... And as a mother of sons... And daughters. Like, young men, don't stop putting yourself in those fucking situations. Like, I know when I was 14, I was lying about my age. And I looked older than 14. I was very developed at 14 and 15. So I was lying about how old I was. So, I know girls do it. I know that, you know, to some extent, like, you can see, like, some of these young girls out here, and you might not know how old they are necessarily off the bat, but, uh, we're at a time, and guys, y'all need to be asking for ID. Yeah, but so you need to check ID at the door. Yeah, yeah, no, dudes, if you're still out here fucking around with these girls, and you are not checking ID, I need to see it. You're not checking a birthday. I'm literally, I'm telling my sons, you need to check fucking ID. And if they ain't got it, keep it moving. That means they're underage, because... You're gonna get fucked up. Like, it's, it's, that's no longer an excuse. Oh, I didn't know she was 14. I thought she was older than that. Well, you know what? Ignorance is not, you know, yeah. That's not, you know, you're not gonna get off because you didn't know. You know, ignorance is not an excuse for breaking the law. So, yeah. Um, nah, them, them days of doing that shit is, is far gone. Yeah. You, will get caught up and either you're gonna end up locked the fuck up or docked registered <laughs> and yeah um that goes along with the whole consent conversation that's been being had a lot lately um you know the the stuff with Charlemagne's been all over Twitter and you know he addressed it on the Breakfast Club and he talked about it and you know this this people having a conversation about, you know, what is consent and, you know, if, if people are drunk and stuff like that. And it's like, if you gotta ask that question... But you don't have the consent. Basically. How old are you? Like, I feel like if you're not old enough to know what consent is, you're, you're not old enough to be having sex. Well, the thing is, you still have, you have grown-ass men sorry. Like, you have grown-ass 30-some-year-old men still doing the same shit. And it's like... Even then. You, yeah. You don't need to be having sex. True. Like, if, if if the question is, if, you know, if you're not sure if there's consent or you got, if it's a situation where it can be questioned later, yeah, the answer is no. Don't do it. So, that whole, you know, getting drunk or getting high and having sex, yeah, no, that shit's gonna get you, you're gonna catch a case on that. Um, fuck around with the wrong person and end up in a body bag. <laughs> um, but, that was taking us into. Um, the James Gunn situation. So, James Gunn, the director and one of the writers, because I done heard 
in this whole thing coming to light about this, I've seen some of the other kind of shitty stuff that he's done. Um, namely taking like, I guess, full writing cred for Guardians of the Galaxy when there was actually um, a lady who helped write. And there was, I guess, discussion about what she wrote or what she contributed and stuff like that. And it's kind of shitty if you have a writing partner or a friend that you develop an idea with. Mm-hmm. And then it, the shit blows up and then it becomes a, oh, well, you didn't really write it. You went and like looked up facts for me. Like you Googled you shit. You helped me. Yeah. So you're not going to be contributed as a writer. Like that's trash as fuck. And that seems to be a little bit of what happened. But he got fired <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy by Disney because of some 10 year old fucking tweets. That he, some, and not one or two tweets. There was a lot of tweets that he said. Some really fucked up stuff. Now, I have mixed feelings about the situation. Because on one hand, he was making jokes about pedophilia and rape. If you haven't seen the tweets, Google it. Um, I had them pulled up earlier. My phone's dead, so (laughs) I don't have them up in front of me now. Um, Some of them, it was like, okay, he's trying to make jokes, but they're just corny-ass jokes. Like, they're just not funny. So 10 years ago... When no one was really batting an eye at it, it was like, oh, he's just making a joke. And he's corny, but what else? It's a joke. Um, but now, some crazy right-wing Nazi dude um, decided to dig up these tweets in this, you know, heightened, super sensitive time period that we're in. And said, oh, well, look at the shit that he was saying 10 years ago. And this dude dug it up because James Gunn is a very vocal, anti-Trump anti-alt-right type stuff. So, Stu goes into these old-ass tweets. And then the witch hunt begins. Like the, oh, fire him. He, we're not watching Guardians of the Galaxy as long as he's attached to it. Tweets started. And those people and stuff like that. It's just like, these tweets were 10 years old. And evidently after the tweets, like, he didn't, he didn't delete these initially. Like, they were still out there. Like, they were still up on Twitter. Like, you can still fucking find them. If you went back far enough. Yeah. So it wasn't like he tried to bury it or nothing like that. He left them up. Um, but I guess a couple years after the last, you know, the ones were made, he apologized for it. Like, he he acknowledged that, okay, yeah, some of it, it was tasteless and it was inappropriate and I was wrong and, you know, I shouldn't have said what I said and certain, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been joking about it. He acknowledged that. He apologized. And then here we are. I guess probably eight, nine years after that, those apologies. And now he's being fired for it. That to me is just like. I feel like that doesn't give people the opportunity to change. Like that's clearly if he acknowledged it. And it's not like there's any like and, and, and nothing recent has come up. Like this is all ten years ago. Like he hasn't said anything in the past five years, no. or since he made that apology. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't feel like he should have been fired. No, I don't either. I mean, <clears throat> if that's the case, like in this atmosphere, like most of your your greatest comedians would never be able would not be able to be comedians. Like Don Rickles would not have a career in this atmosphere. Eddie Murphy, you know the 
the greatest, like, it's just Richard Pryor. Fucking Childish Gambino. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that hasn't been a bigger thing. Like, especially his old stand-up. Yeah, now that you've said it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna go Google that up and, you know, it's gonna be a thing. But it's just like, I mean, people, as young people, when we're younger, you know, we say stupid shit. We... We do stupid. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. But it's like the internet is creating this atmosphere to where we're quick to rush to like judgment or you know ask people's heads on spikes, and it's it's dangerous. It's setting a really dangerous precedent to where someone can dig up some shit you said ten years ago when you didn't, when you know you were young and dumb and just saying shit off the fly. And you can do the job for it. Because that's what happened. Disney said, mm, bye, bro. We're good. We're severing ties. We don't want anything to do with it. And, I mean, there's a lot of people who are petitioning. Like, Selma Blair started, you know, a big thing about how he should get his job back. I mean, if Chris Hardwick got his job back, give Tim Gunn, you know, should get his... What is it? James Gunn. That's a Tim Gunn. That's <laughs> the dude from... Uh, <laughs> the, uh design show. Oh. I <laughs> um, Project Runway. Yeah. Um, actually, is his name Tim? I think his name is James too, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. It's okay. his name's Gun. Yeah, that's on the <laughs> And it's his cousin. So <laughs> Make it work. Um, just, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know if, I mean, it's not like we were finding, you know, child porn on his computer or you know, if it was that kind of thing, or if someone thought, like, he was out here doing some foul shit or living some foul life, it's a whole different story. But if you're just making jokes about it, even if you, you know, your jokes are just corny as fuck. But, I mean, we can't be out here hanging folks over stupid jokes. Like, over, yeah, over 10-year-old jokes. That's, and that's the thing. It's 10-year-old jokes. Now, I think we're, we're at a point in life where we understand, like, some shit just don't need to be joked about. Like, everything's not a joking matter. Like, I probably laughed about, you know, a joke that might have involved rape, like, ten years ago. Like, I might have chuckled. Now, I'm gonna look at you like, that shit's just not fucking funny. Like, there's just certain things just, once you grow up, you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's not really funny. There's certain shit I'm just not gonna laugh about now. You know, we've all laughed at racial jokes, um, handicap jokes, but that doesn't mean, like, that doesn't make you an evil person if it once you laughed about something like that or you made a joke about it. You know, again, people should be allowed to grow and change. Um, but then... <laughs> You gotta look at a person's actions. I think that's... That shows... That's where the biggest change comes from. Is in their actions. And in their actions of when they did whatever they did. Like, this dude was just making jokes. Yeah, like... He wasn't actually out here doing that shit. Like, there's... At least it ain't come out... It ain't come out a lot yet. Yet. So, until that shit happens, then, you know, he's just making tasteless jokes. It's very different from, you know, say, R. Kelly... Whose ass, you know, people been supporting forever, and it's 
documented this dude's been sleeping with underage fucking children, girls, running a sex cult. But people are still out here caping for this dude. He literally just made a 20-minute song admitting to all of this. Called, I Admit. Dog. First off, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I have never been an R. Kelly fan. Like, even back in the 90s, I have a really good friend who was a huge R. Kelly fan. And I was just like, meh. I, I, I wasn't. I was never. Um, I was probably a little bit below the age line, too. I mean, let's, let's understand, okay? <laughs> As Charlemagne the God says, two things can be true, okay? He can be talented. And write good music because everyone knows the Ali soundtrack was amazing. But he can also be a fucking creep. And a pedophile. And needs to be in fucking jail. Like, two things can be true. It's possible. (laughs) For two things to be true at the same time. So, yeah. No. We, yeah. No, people gotta do better. Like, they, mm mm-mm. This, this cat needs to, this dude needs to be off the street. Like, and it's sad because, you know, this is a conversation earlier, um, and a good point on that was made that a lot of the, the R. Kelly stands, unfortunately, are a lot of like your older black women. And that goes to um, the way that sexual abuse has been looked at and handled um, in black families. Um, and not not just black families, but if you look at you know just that in Demi- general, yeah. Um, when that comes up, a lot of times the victims are blamed. You know, especially if it happens from a family member, um, they're blamed. They're called liars. Called fast. Yeah, you know, oh, it's because you're being fast. It's like the victims always blamed for it. Um, that kind of shit has to change. Like that mentality's got to change around it like that shit's not okay and truthfully these people who are out here are still caping for r kelly you still you, you still support that kind of message to to these young ladies out here to these girls um who have been victims in them situations like that you still that's still the message you're sending um i heard part of that song where he talks about how he was abused as a child and you know what to me I cannot take this man seriously talking about this while he is ad-libbing this. Like, like he's doing a trapped in the closet. But this is not a joke. No, it's not. And it's like, you know, the fact that you try to, you bring that up now because, let's be honest, people are coming for your throat. Like, it's, it's your time is up. Time's up. <laughs> like, it, it, people are coming for it. Your pockets are starting to get affected. So now you want to come up with this song and you want to try and say, oh, well, I was abused as a child. Now, there are a lot of people who have been abused as children who don't go out here and become abusers. So you're not going to sit here and try to use that as an excuse for the shit that you've done. Like, that's just crazy. And I, I feel like, to an extent, that's kind of what he tried to do. Like, you, you're not going to really cop to and admit to the shit that people are really saying that you're out here doing and the shit you're really out here doing fully. And yeah, you're trying to do, you, he really tried to pull a what was me track. 
yeah, nah, bruh, that dude needs to be locked up as well. So, yeah, if you're still supporting that cat, probably need to take a, a good look at good look at that and look at the message you're sending out here to to young girls and young kids, not even just girls, young young people in general, especially if you got young people in your life. Um, but we're not going to give that Yahoo too much more time. Um, but yeah, if you're uh, ever in that situation or a victim of that situation, get help, find help. You're not alone. It's not your fault. So don't let people tell you it is. Um, yeah, you can get through it. So, moving on to a little bit of a lighter note from there. What next do we have up on the uh, itinerary? You know what we're talking about? Movie trailers, and we totally forgot to talk about Cutthroat City. We did. Yeah. Rizzo's so. new movie. Yeah. We're going to transition from R. Kelly's to Rizzo. That is such terrible transition. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to fucking make it work. Um, so, um, yeah. <laughs> Rizzo's got a new movie coming out called Cutthroat City. And it takes place in in New Orleans. New Orleans after Katrina. After Hurricane Katrina. It's a it's listed in the description as a heist movie. So like these I think they're trying to rob FEMA. Yeah, that's what it looked like. They were breaking <laughs> into FEMA. So I think it's gonna be pretty dope. I mean it's got a good cast. It's got a fucking dope cast, like mm-hmm. T. I. Terrence Howard, uh Isaiah Washington. Who else is on <laughs> The dude from Dope. What was his name? Um um, Shami- Shami- Shamar Moore? No, no, oh my no. god, Shamar Moore, really? <laughs> Hold on. I'm fact-checking that. <laughs> so it's... It's not Shamar Moore. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all the things to do, do not Google. It's just dope. Um, I forgot ASAP Rocky was in that movie. Shamik Moore. Yeah. Oh, it was close enough. Um... <laughs> He's a really great actor. I like him a lot. Um, he's in it. So it's got a great cast. It looks really good. Um, so that one I will be looking forward to. Definitely looking forward to the soundtrack, too. Oh, that's going to be a dope fuck. That's going to be an amazing soundtrack. Um, no doubt. With the RZA take doing that, it's it's going to be really good. So, um, What's it called again? Cutthroat City. Cutthroat City. Yeah. It's another one coming out. Okay. So, we are going to, uh, we just hit the one hour mark. So, we will finish this episode with our recap of Sorry to Bother You, which we just seen earlier today. Yes. <laughs> so, um, if you have not seen Sorry to Bother You yet, this might be a good time to gracefully bow out because there will be spoilers spoiler alert um so if you are deciding to dip out thanks for listening yeah thanks for hanging out with us this far um let us know what you think feel free to drop us some comments um in the comment section wherever you're listening to this at you can again hit us up on twitter it's at house of blurds on instagram on facebook um, houseofblurs.com is the, the website. So you can hit us up there. Add us at Twitter. Let us know what you think. What are your thoughts on the topics we discussed today? What comics are you copying? 
What games are you playing? What movies are you looking forward to? Which trailers did you think were trash out of San Diego Comic-Con? Do you plan on watching the Perfect TV show? Let us know what you think. Um, we, we definitely want to hear your feedback. Um, now, on to Sorry to Bother You. So, first off, <laughs> let's just set the tone for this. <laughs> so, we went to the Drafts House, which is my favorite theater. Shout out to the Alamo Drafts House. Um, been a long time patron. And we walked, we, we walked into the theater. We got there, got there pretty early. We sit in our seats. And the theater begins to fill in. Now, <laughs> the theater fills in with a lot of older white people. <laughs> and when we say a lot of older white people, the theater was filled. There, there was us. Okay, the black count was us. Like three people in front of us and one guy behind us. So a total that's 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 the uh, six people, six black people in a full movie theater <laughs> for this movie. So if you have watched it, then you already know where this is going, especially when it gets to a certain point. So we we both looked at each other and we're like, wait a minute, are we in the right movie theater? <laughs> like, is this we're like really like? I mean, I didn't think that was necessarily the the targeted crowd or you know <laughs> what the what the audience on this movie was gonna look like but you know hey yo art is art like support art so cool i dig it <laughs> movie starts <laughs> um what do you think about the movie what do you think i liked it um it it did go left at one point and it was kind of you sitting there like um what just happened like what what what's going on um but it's really creative um i like the camera work on it, it looked nice yeah, visually, it was it was a really great movie visually. I would love to know what the budget is. I haven't Googled it, so, you know, we'll fact check that later. Um, but, yeah, visually, it was it was very well done, well shot. Um, Color-wise, it was a vibrant movie. Um, the tone on it was great. Uh, the acting, the cast. Um, Lakeith Stanfield... Yo, shout out to his curl pattern. Like, I want to know what he's using in his hair. If someone can let me know what Lakeith Stanfield's hair regimen is, because his curls was popping, like, all through that movie. Like, he has a really nice curl pattern. Like, I... I thought it was, I thought it was twisted first. Yeah, so did I. And then I, like... <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, at one point, like, I was just... A couple scenes, I was really just, like, mesmerized by his hair. Like, yo, he's got a real good curl pattern. I'd, I'd love to know what his, what his regimen is. Um... Yeah, uh, and it has Danny Glover in it, which was a surprise for me. I did not know before going to go see it that Danny Glover was in it. So I was like, hey, he is not aged. He is aging well, should I say. Like, I'm pretty sure Danny Glover might be older than Morgan Freeman. Do, you, do we even know how old Morgan Freeman Morgan is? Freeman's in his fucking 80s, I think. Like, they are getting old. That's sad. It kind of is when you really think about it. But, like, Danny Glover is aging very well. Um, yo, can we get on the, the Weapon movie? Since, you know... <laughs> uh, never mind, because... Uh, yeah, no, I don't think we get in the, the Weapon movie. But, um... Because his partner, you know, decided to go off the rails and became a crazy racist. Uh, but... Um, who else? So... Uh, Danny Young, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, to most of you, we'll just know him as Glenn from The Walking Dead. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was another pleasant surprise when he came on screen. I was like, oh, hey, it's Glenn. Um, well, kind of had that same reaction. I want to see him in more movies. Yeah, he does kind of play that, like, I want to say kind of like arrogant role pretty well. Like, he's got, like, that nice guy look, but he's fine. I'm sorry. I need more movies with Asian leads. Like, <laughs> yes, just give it to us. Like, I am here for it. A long time ago, there was a hashtag a few years back that was started by a certain <sighs> blurred page on Twitter who shall not be named. Um, but it was like, I think Asian Boo Wednesday or something like that. Um, and that was pretty dope. It was, you know, nice little just homage to, you know, male and female Asian actors. And by Asian, I don't just mean like Chinese, Japanese, Asian. I mean like from the entire continent of Asia. Like it was, it was nice. Um, nice to see. And of course there was a lot of Glenn up in there. Oh. But yeah, I, I want to see him in more stuff. I really enjoyed him in this movie and was happy to see him. And, of course, Tessa Thompson. Um, She's been doing a lot lately. Yeah, she has been doing a lot lately. Um, she was in Thor Ragnarok, uh, Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Yeah, yeah. She was in her girlfriend's music video. Um... <laughs> She's got a lot of stuff in the works. Obviously, Creed 2 is uh, coming soon enough. Um, so, she's staying busy, which is nice, because she's a great actress. So, um, I like seeing her continually, continuing to work, um, for sure. Her character, though, I don't know how I feel about Detroit. Like, I, I the movie in general. Okay, so, the trailer shows you. It, it follows Keith Sanfield's character who works in a call center and he has to put on his white voice to be successful. Um, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm sitting here watching the movie and a lot of people have said that you need to be high in order to watch this movie or you should be. I don't feel you need to be high. You just need to have worked in retail. If you've worked in retail for more than like five years, you will see your self in this movie <laughs> like you will get it you're like holy shit <laughs> like this <laughs> is getting close to home um for real so yeah it was it's it's really creative um yeah it's really different um if you've ever seen the movie which I, I actually really if you've seen it but I know you haven't seen it um the movie Glenn Gary Glenn Ross um, which was an older movie based on a play. Um, it's about real estate, but it kind of, it really reminded me of that. It reminded me of a new version of that movie. Um, so if you haven't seen Glengarry Ginnell Ross, it's a good movie. You should go back and see it if you like old movies, older movies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely along that same lines, um, when it comes to retail. Like, that's just kind of how I've seen it. Um. Just like the way that corporate retail companies see their employees. It doesn't even have to be telemarketing. It's just, in general, how these companies view their employees. And they will do whatever they can to make money and not have to pay them. Um, And then, like, try to manipulate the good employees to get the other employees to, like, 
do what they like to do what they want. Like that was kind of what they were doing. Like once he became successful, like his bosses were trying to get him to, you know, essentially what's the word before, um, just find ways to make more money off the other employees uh, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it was it was that interesting. If you've worked in retail, you'll get it. You don't even need to be hiding with this movie. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, the ending, you know, maybe this won't really have spoilers. I don't really think we've given out much spoilers at this point. Mm-mm. It's really kind of hard to describe anyway. Like you kind of yeah, just yeah, it's need something to go see. that you like. You can't you can't describe this. You can't. You have to go see. You got to experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely worth going to go see in the movie theaters. I will say that um, it is worth the ticket price. Um, yeah, fuck movie awards. Um, I won't even sit here and be like, "Oh, it deserves Oscars," because you know, fucking, they don't really recognize real talent anyway. So fuck those guys. But um, it's a really creative, artistic movie. Um, it's got a lot of symbolism in it. So when you see it, be open-minded. Yeah, um, it's it's enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> oh man, be cognitive of the white people around you. Yeah, especially during one during scene that the- part. <laughs> yeah. If you watch it, you will know what that part is. <laughs> Yo, first off, at that part, like I wanted the lights to come on so I could look at the white people around me and be like, "Yo, who was laughing at this?" Like, if you you look, you let like there were some people in that there laughing a little bit too yeah. hard, and I heard a couple people repeating it. I was just like, "Yo, don't, don't off, get too comfortable in this movie theater." Yes, <laughs> I mean you you still in Dallas, like yeah, it, it was a little too comfortable. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but it was it was funny um, to watch and be in that position. So, yeah, check out uh, Sorry to Bother You if you have not yet. Uh, if you have seen it, let us know what you think, what your thoughts of it are, how your movie experience seeing it was. Um, we'd love to hear that from you as well. Um, but I think that's that's all we've got for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have some more for you again next week. So if you did stick around, um, once again, you can find us at House of Blurs, um, dot com. We are House of Blurs on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us. Uh, we're mostly on the Twitter spheres. Uh, yo, shout out to everybody enjoying Blurred Con going on in Virginia. Um, I've seen pictures. I've seen stuff on Twitter. It looks super fun. Super dope. That's definitely, you know, got to be a great experience. So, shout out to everybody out there enjoying that. If you're in the Virginia area, you know anybody in the Virginia area, if you're on the East Coast, shoot down to VA. Check it out. Um, yeah, BlurredCon going on. Um, we will be attending QuakeCon next week. So, um, next week's episode, we will have some updates on the new stuff coming from Bethesda, and particularly Fallout 76. It's really all I want to know about. Skyrim. I mean, yeah, next Skyrim game updates. Um, we'll have pictures, audio, and stuff like that we're going to take from the floor at QuakeCon. So, yeah. You got anything else? No. Um, no, I think that's about it. I think we covered everything. 
um, next Saturday will be our first full adult uh, podcast. <laughs> um, we'll all be adults. Yes, yes. Next next Saturday, uh, Armani turns twenty. Welcome to the twenties. <laughs> Yay! It's gonna be your birthday, bitch. It's your birthday. <laughs> um, so we gonna be turned up for real. So come back and turn up with us next weekend when we turn up for Armani's birthday. Um. One time for the birthday, bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, come back, celebrate with us, um, and hang with us some more. But um, until then, take care of yourself and be good to each other. <laughs>